There are a few things that we all have in common, love and loss. And what I've discovered on the journey of life, specifically in this season of grief, is how important it is to grieve with joy. Let's chat about a couple of things that I've learned so far. And welcome to Joy on the Journey podcast, season one, episode one. And I'm so glad that you're here. Will you please join me by turning on your like buttons, subscribing and commenting. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast, which is all about defining finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. You may be wondering, why would she choose to start a podcast about joy by talking about grief? Well, I wondered the same thing. Actively fought against it, actually. But the reality is, this podcast was birthed and nurtured in grief. See, on August 31st, 2022, My grandmother, Sophia A. White, slipped away peacefully in her sleep. And in the days and months that followed, it felt like death was all around me. Have you ever been there? My social media feed was full of funeral announcements. And in retrospect, it could have just been biased. Quite possibly, I was seeing the things that I was most focused on. My grief and my loss. Wondering the question I know each of you has asked yourself after a loss. Now what? How do I carry on without the vital pieces that made me me? How? How do I do life without the people I've always done life with? I felt all the same feelings. I mean, I went up and down the grief stages sometimes multiple stages in the same day. But can I share a few things that I've learned? Yes, good. The first thing I want to encourage you to do is find three people you can share your vulnerability with. These are the people that when they ask you how you're doing, you answer honestly without pretending. You share your grief, your relief, and your moments of despair. Allow these people to hold you up until you are able to stand on your own. The second thing, and I'm leaning real hard into this one, y'all. Do only what you can do and not an ounce of effort more. If you're like me, and I know that you are, You have the demands of responsibility all around you, from your family, from work, business, and social life. And these people, these things, they want the pre-loss you, the version of you before the heartbreak, before the goodbyes, before the cemetery and funeral you. But can I tell you something? That version of you no longer exists. Grief changes you. Your status from wife to widow, from daughter to motherless child. 
And if we're not careful, we ourselves will miss the change. It happened to me. I tried real hard to bounce back into work and serving at church, moving forward. But the reality was I hadn't accepted the loss. The impact hadn't become my reality. I was just moving on autopilot. And then it happened. I got a call that the death certificates were ready. Y'all, I was minding my business on a random Wednesday in Kava, this salad place by my house, when bam, the facade I had created crumbled and crumbled in public. I had been living, not really, just existing. And in that moment, I had to make a decision. How was I going to grieve my grandmother? Who was this post-loss Ashley going to be? How was I going to show up in the world? And through much prayer, I've chosen joy. I'm choosing joy. And you have that option as well. Now, to be clear, joy doesn't mean the absence of tears. I've cried big, angry, frightening tears since August 31st. I've described it as a personal earthquake where I was the only one that could feel the tremors. This loss has shaken me to my core and I know I'm not alone. Choosing joy also doesn't mean I don't fight sadness and depression and fear. No. But what it does mean is that I choose to trust God to carry me through this season. I choose to trust him to lift my head and wipe away my tears and grant me peace and comfort. I've chosen a life that honors God and my grandparents to work hard every day that this post loss version of me is more compassionate and caring to others. To show up for my friends during their seasons of grief because I know what it feels like to be in their shoes. I have chosen to share a unique hope that life, a joyful life, exists after loss and during grief. Today, the release of my first episode my family and I celebrate my grandmother's first heavenly birthday. And I would love if you would stick with me for a little bit so I can tell you a little bit more about her. But in the time that I have remaining, I want to share what it was like to have her as my grandmother. Because despite all of her titles, to my mother and I, she was love. As a grandmother, it was her hand I always reached up to hold. As a granddaughter, it was her face I always searched for in the crowd. Because you have to understand, my grandmother never missed anything of mine. In high school, I briefly attempted to play the trombone in the freshman band. Side note, I was horrible, but that's not what we're talking about today. At the end of the year recital, I begged my grandparents not to make the trip from Gary to Chicago. I insisted, it's not a big deal, please don't come. 
Well, when that didn't work, I tried appeasing to her keen business sense. Grandma, to make it to Chicago in time, you'd have to close the shop early and you might lose business. Her response, Ashley, I have an employee for that. I'll be there. And there she was, in the middle of a crowded high school auditorium, waiting for her only granddaughter to play her trombone. At the end, we found each other. She gave me a rose and a big hug and said, Ashley, I love you and I'm proud of you. One of the last times I searched for her in a crowded space was in September of 2019, when I was ordained as a deacon of Willow Avenue Baptist Church. At the end of the lengthy program, we found each other. She gave me a big hug and whispered in my ear, Ashley, I love you, and your grandfather would be so proud. Now, to tell you the full story of our relationship, my grandmother was sweet and loving, but she was also stern and resolute. I was not to commit to anything until I was sure I could and would give it my best. She was reliable, dependable, and she was stubborn. It is all these traits that made her exactly who she was. It was the strength of her conviction. It was her laugh. If I had time, I would tell you that one of the greatest parts of my grandmother was her laugh. It started in the pit of her stomach and it rolled through her shoulders. And when it escaped from her mouth, it sounded like music. Music so intoxicating that you just had to join in. Her laugh. It sounded like joy and magic wrapped up in a gift that I pray I never forget. After that, she said, you, you always look so sweet and nice. But I ain't gonna say nothing, but you are out of your 50s, aren't you? <laughs> I said, 50s? Let's talk about something else. <laughs> that is who she was. In the later years, despite dementia, she fought fiercely for her independence and her spirit never wavered, her joy always firm in the Lord, her hope that one day she would be reunited with her beloved husband, the love of her life. And now we've reached that appointed time. So Grandma, well done, God's good and faithful servant. Until we meet again, your love remains. Wasn't she incredible? So, can you grieve with joy? I'm certainly trying. Till we gather again every Thursday, may God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story.